0: Steele and welcome to the Jesus Pie and Coffee Podcast, the place where we have real conversations over pie and coffee. Hey, friends, today I talked with my friend Whitney Scarborough. Um, She comes all the way from LaGrange, Texas. I will not go into ZZ Top, but Man, we talk about how um, our families are woven together from so long ago and how God's called her into a ministry for um, women and a podcast. And of course, then she challenged me to be like, wait, that was just too easy. We have to have hard questions. So you guys go get your cup of coffee, pull up a chair and join us. Hi, friends. Um, Hi. This is my friend Whitney. Hi. How are you?
1: I'm good. I am so glad to be here. I'm Honestly, so I really am. glad to be sitting face-to-face
0: face with you, too. I
1: know. Me, too.
0: You came all the way from LaGrange.
1: All the way. Low I know. LaGrange. All the way. <laughs> 40 minutes down the road. We made it.
0: Yes. 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 So, so glad to be here. Yeah. Okay, so tell me... Um, I mean, we... I think how we got connected is so well, it's so God. Um, and we've just even learned so much more about like our family's history together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so your
1: mother-in-law connected us, right? Yes. Through email. So, yes. So I, um, was doing, was planning a women's event right. and, um, in Round Top and I knew I wanted some really good food. And so I reached out to my mother-in-law and she had actually asked me, I think a couple of weeks before that, she had said something along the lines of, have you ever met Tara? Um, I think you'd really love connecting with her. And she said she reminded um, her a lot of Taffy, her, yeah. of her oldest. So my, my sister-in-law and, um, and so she sent me her number and I think I just, yeah, reached out to you and then the rest is history. So yeah. we got together in person and got to talk. And I don't even th- I feel like we talked about all kinds of other things and then we are like, "Oh yeah, this was supposed to be a meeting about catering?" Yeah. So can you also do that? But that was like at the very end of. We were really worried about that. Yeah, like the week of. Yeah. So what are you cooking? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'll yeah. bring
0: something be Yeah. Yes. Totally trust you. And then yeah. your husband which so I like hung out with your husband and his sisters. But I think Tim was like five or two probably, probably. like yeah. how old is he yeah.
1: he's 38 now
0: yeah so i'm seven years older than he yeah. is so yeah he was so a lot younger yeah. and um so i never really like knew him um but like yeah. i knew them because they used to come in the cafe okay that's how i yeah but my dad at the launch team party, like your mother-in-law, Gaynelle yeah. is her name. We'll just call her yeah. Gaynelle. Yeah. Was sitting there and he goes, did you know they were in our wedding? And I was like, no. <laughs> Actually, that's
1: cool. I Or you told yeah. me, but I do not remember that. That's cool.
0: Yeah. And then you told me I a piece that. today that you're like, yeah. you know, my father-in-law, like he was one that your dad would listen to. Yeah. And I was like, I can totally yeah. see that he's like. Yes, sir.
1: Whatever you say. (laughs) Yes, yes. Because he's kind of like my dad, and you're like, "Uh uh-huh, yes, sir. (laughs) Yes. Tom, uh, so Tom passed away just about a year and a half ago, and we were just, we actually, in his honor, we went on a family Thanksgiving camping trip, which was wonderful. Um, And I highly recommend it. It was such a fun new tradition we started. Uh Right, But we were just kind of reminiscing about him, and I had brought one of your pies for dessert, for our Thanksgiving meal. And so we were talking about your family and, and Gaynell just said, you know, Tom was one of those um, people that had, you know, this, um, he had this commanding presence and he had this, this wisdom and that um, for men like, but that it, he really listened to him and that he really would take his advice and, and seek out his wisdom, you know? So I just thought that was cool. So,
0: yeah, I love it. I th- yeah grateful for that relationship my that my dad had with him that's cool okay yeah. so tell me um but tell me a little bit about your family and kind of like what life looks like on the
1: day-to-day on the daily um so my husband Tim mm-hmm. and I we've been married about 12 years now and we have three kids so we have an oldest girl um she's eight and her name's Charlotte and then we have a five and a half year old little boy in kindergarten his name is Brenton which is my maiden name and then our littlest is three and a half. He reminded me he's going to be four in March today. And um, he, um, his name is Opie Jack. So like that is his real name. That is his real name. Oh my Opie gosh! Jack. Like, why yeah. did you name him Opie Jack? <laughs> well, I mean there has to be a story there, because his name is Opie Jack, right? Yeah. So um, it was one of those things where we had heard the name Opie and thought, what a great name, right? It's just like a classic. I'm, I mean, in some senses, it's kind of an outdated name, right? And um, and then uh, um, some people think of, you know, from the Andy Griffith show, Opie Taylor, which that really wasn't even the reason. And then some people also were like, oh, you mean like from Sons of Anarchy, the Opie character? I was like, I've never watched that show, so but and people were like, oh, he's such a cool character, you know? So I was like, well, that's good. So um, but no, when we named him Opie, we just thought okay, this is like a classic name and we kind of like the old school names, but then we liked the way it sounded with Jack and Jack was my grandpa's name who passed away. It was also, um, Tim's grandpa's name who had passed away. Um, and so we just thought like, that's a solid name. Right. And then we thought also if he's going to, maybe what if he turns into a lawyer one day and you know, people are asking him, you know, what's his name? And he wants a solid name. Maybe he just goes with Jack. But I don't know. Now that he's Opie Jack, like it is totally his he's super goofy, he's a fireball, he's like the toughest kid. So it just totally fits him. So yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. Name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, but, I'm gonna um, be
0: real. Um I um, my mind squirreled to Popeye. Oh <laughs> like I OP Jack and I was like yeah. Wait, that's olive oil. But Olive Oil <laughs> yeah. But my mind no. just went,
1: Popeye, and yeah. I like, no,
0: not That's the right funny. thing.
1: That's funny. Well, so we did this thing where we didn't tell anybody the names of our kids before. Even your family? No one. No one. Mm. Like, we just talked about it together. And we even did this weirder thing where Tim found out the gender of our kids, and I didn't. Why? And we agreed that we wouldn't talk about it because – he really wanted to know. I really wanted to be surprised. And so we were like, okay, the only way we can make this happen is if you find out and you don't tell a soul. Because I trusted that he could keep it a secret, but I didn't trust anybody else that they could keep it a secret, you know? So, um, so yeah, so we did that. And so with names, same thing. We just talked about names, guy-girl names, and then we didn't tell anybody until they were born. And part of the reason... Well, you didn't know, so... Right, that was part of it. But then mm-hmm. also was because... To me, I didn't want to, I didn't want everyone's opinion on, once the kid was named that, I didn't, the chances were less likely that they were going to say, oh, Oh. that's such a lame name, you know, or, I don't know, you should think about da, da, da. I was like, I want us to make this decision. So it was just kind of like a natural boundary we created and it kind of worked because then now I'm like, people might really not like the name Opie, but they're scared to tell us and I don't really care, you know, we like it. So so why did you like the sense of surprise? Like, what is it about that that you like? Um, Well, so I remember when I was about three or four months pregnant with our daughter, I remember one of my good friends who had had several children saying to me, there are so few things in life these days that are truly surprises Mm. and that we think we need to know. We think that we have to know to be prepared. Um, but you really don't. And she said, you know, for 99% of the world's history, we haven't known this. And it's been a sweet surprise every time. And so, you know, if you're okay with that, then, then just go for it. And I was like, yes. And I felt like it was something that everybody was like, you have to know, you have to know, you have to find out. And they were also like, we want to know, we want to know. And I was like, I think I'm okay with just being surprised. But Tim, on the other hand is oh, he loves surprising people. He's really good at surprising people, but he he doesn't like being surprised. So it just worked out. So it's kind of like we each got our own, you know. I su- do love that. I love like the whole the sense of surprise. It. Yeah.
0: And we don't need to see the whole big picture. And a long, long, long yeah. time ago when God, you know, started the whole process. Exactly. Yeah, We had no way to know. Exactly. And he's like, I don't, you don't need to see the whole
1: yeah. picture. Yeah, exactly. Because so. then you
0: start planning. Yeah, exactly. And doing yeah. it the way that you want to do it. Yes,
1: exactly. But I, I, I didn't really even answer your question. Back to the... Day to day, Um, that's okay. I squirrelled you twelve times. Okay, it's fine. (laughs) It was (laughs) my fault. Lots of tangents there, Um, but um, honestly, we're kind of in a new season of figuring out some new roles. Um, Tim's starting his own contracting business. Oh, good. Okay, awesome. um, Yeah. So funny. Another funny backstory was. Tim built a, a deck for All Things Acres. Um, yeah, for All Things Acres um, on their property. And in that process, um, this has never happened before. I probably shouldn't even say this because hopefully it won't affect his business, but oh. <laughs> he shot a nail into his hand. Yeah, that was the first
0: thing I thought of. And I didn't know about it until like I get his picture and I, I was like, whoa, know. who's first off? Op- I'm really sorry, I but know. whose hand is that? Is it
1: my husband's or is it yeah. Tim's? And I'm like, yeah. Ugh. So my son Opie Jack, who's the fireball, this is—he's like we say he's just like his dad because Tim got—I mean—had a nail shot in his Y'all hand, was and horrible. it was—it was straight into his hand. I mean, it I was, might just show you it was when, when this podcast three, airs. Yeah, it was a three-inch nail, mm-hmm. and it went almost two inches into his hand. Mm-hmm. So it was—I think as. <laughs> As painful as and he said, and the uh, the thing was is that the reason why he He's said also it wasn't by himself and like, yeah, he was everyone by himself, was gone. and he hopped into the car and, and just drove himself, himself to the ER. So, anyways, <laughs> another tangent, but um, so Tim's been kind of pursuing that, and um, I have been pursuing um, developing a women's ministry for LaGrange and the surrounding community, and so right now, my day to day looks a lot different than it ever has been before because. Um, up until this point, I've done a lot more at home. I've had a side art business, and again, that's been really part time and doing that when I can with little kids. Um, but now I have my two older ones in, you know, school all day, and then my youngest one who's at preschool from eight to noon. And so now I'm able to have a lot more freedom to mm-hmm. pursue meeting with women, um, to dream about the future, to plan for. Bible studies and retreats and events and things that we want to do for women, um, in the community. And so that's allowed me to kind of shift into a new role. So every day does look different, um, because I'm still kind of figuring out what it looks like, but it's been super fun. It's been really exciting and yeah, it's been a sweet season. So I'm so glad I'm I'm so excited for Tim too, because at
0: the time you weren't sure where what he was supposed to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's been. And really we neat. always
0: need contractors or builders out here. Yeah, I'm just saying. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, what brought you? T- what brought you to
1: Lagrange, though? So the fir- the reason we came to Lagrange was because Tim took a job at a camp, and okay. so that's what we first came here for. And so he said he feels like God um, brought us here through the job, and that the reason we're here now is really to pursue pouring into this ministry. And um, so he's been really encouraging in that reminding me even some days when I forget, you know, like, why are we here? You know, or if I have a really discouraging day, um, he's really reminded me of that. So it's been neat to see. Sometimes, you know, we have like even talks about that in Proverbs that we make plans, but that God is always doing something bigger than we see. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I've definitely seen that in this, this whole.
0: Okay. So what is the ministry um, and like what, what, I mean, what, what did God laid it on your heart? I'm sure to start this ministry and, and, but did you have a feeling like you wanted to do that or did God just say you need to do this and you're like, nah, it's okay. Nah.
1: I really, yeah. I'm not
0: that person. Yeah. Nope. Yeah.
1: Um, so, so, okay. So back up to, back actually in college, I remember being in college and I remember sharing with um, a group of girlfriends that I was in a Bible study with that I just felt like God was was calling me at some point in my life to minister to women and, um, to grow and to, into a role of speaking and teaching. And I remember then thinking like, oh, this isn't going to happen until I'm really old, like mid thirties. Right. Well, funny, you know, funny how you get to a certain age and you're like, I don't feel so old. I still feel really young, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, Tim and I were on a 10 year anniversary trip and, um, I remember, um, we were in France. He, he surprised me oh. again. He surprised me with France. Okay. France. So we go to France 10 days and Can you tell Tim to
0: text Rick Steele <laughs> that I need to go to Paris for yeah. bad. Yeah.
1: Right. And I think we're coming up on 15 real soon. Yeah. So just saying. Exactly. You need to do something big for 15. That's a big deal. That's pretty exciting. So, um, okay, I'll, we'll put in a good word. Um, so yeah, so, so. We're in France, and I remember we kind of asked the question of like, okay, so like, what are we dreaming about for the next 10 years of our life, you know? And and I told him I just had sensed this stirring in my heart that God—that that kind of vision that and dream that had been planted in my heart back in college— I felt like God was kind of saying like, now's the time, you know, like now's the time. And I had seen the need oh. in our, our town and in our community, like there really isn't much here. You know, there's not many opportunities to get involved. There's not many, um, for women, at least it was like, I was just, I was trying to, just for me personally, trying to find a group where I could connect and, um, develop new relationships. And, you know, when you come into a new place, um, you can be invincible for a really long time, you know? And so I just, I wanted to dive in deep and I was coming out of a, just a painful season. And so honestly, I just was like, I just really want to, um, to find that here. And I didn't want to waste time. I didn't want to spend like two years finding one friend, you know, I was like, I, I want to dive in. And so, um, so yeah, so, so I told him on this trip, you know, I just said, I feel like God has been stirring this in my heart. And, um, And so I think when I get back from this trip, I'm going to meet with our pastor. I'm going to meet with some people in the church and just kind of share what I'm, what I'm sensing and just that I'd like to maybe start, um, a Bible study or start some sort of women's group. And so what just kind of began organically, um, has become now a full-time role where, or I should say, I should say part-time, I think a lot of times, you know, I think in ministry, it's not necessarily the hours are a little bit, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, nebulous. And so you're working on a Sunday and on a Monday night and, on, you know, um, but yes, yeah, so that's become a role now that I've gotten to step into and, and the ministry is called woven and the mission statement is to equip women to study the Bible and to cultivate meaningful relationships. And so under that heading, there are essentially kind of like, Um, three areas that we focus on. And so they are, um, the equipping piece, which is, you know, Bible studies, um, workshops, um, ways that we can, you know, kind of learn and hone tools, um, that we need, um, to study the Bible and to, um, to walk in freedom that God's given us. And then, um, another, uh, kind of on the other end of the spectrum is like the community, the gathering piece of, bringing people in, um, outside of, usually we're trying to do that outside of churches. So bringing people in, um, and just connecting with other women, developing some real relationships and even just kind of modeling, like what healthy, thriving, good relationships can look like. Mm -hmm. Um, and then in the middle of that has been the retreat piece, um, where we're able to kind of do both, where we're able to say, we really believe that, um, relationships matter and we believe that, um, God's word is relevant for our lives. And so we're going to, um, do both of those here. And that's a place of maximum impact where we're getting to do both. And so, um, so that's been the development of the ministry. And so, um, right now it's just been just unbelievable to see it grow, to see the need, um, and to see how it intersects with women, um, really from all, all backgrounds and so what's been neat is we have this evening bible study right now um and a morning bible study we're studying the armor of god and um i mean we have women come in who say i don't really know anything about the bible and i am I allowed to be here? You mm-hmm. know, um, is this the right place for me? You know? And, um, and, and I love that. That's yeah. one of my favorite things. It just gives me goosebumps because I'm like, yes, yeah, absolutely. Totally. Come in and learn with us, you know, cause we are all, if we all have teachable hearts, then we all have more to learn. And so this is not about who has no, who knows more or not, but that we're all, beggars who have found the source of life. And so we're all saying, this is where you can find the bread of life, you know? And so, um, so, and then we also have women coming to the Bible study who have been walking with God for years. And, um, and so I love, you know, some love it when the women come in and they say, I'm, I'm 76 and I've done so many different studies, but I still have more to learn. And there's still more ways I I, want to grow and I want to, um, Share, Yeah. And I want to share and and I want to, um, I want to pour into younger women too. And so it's been just unbelievable. It's been, I've just been floored to see that, to see God just really just work in such huge ways. So that's awesome. So can, I mean,
0: obviously anybody can,
1: yes. So anybody who, and we have people coming in from Lexington, Ellinger, um, uh, Schulenburg, uh, Columbus, literally from all around, I mean, like a 30 mile radius coming into LaGrange. We have a Bible study on Tuesday night, um, six 30 to 8 PM, um, at second Baptist on, um, 10, North von Minden. If you just, if somebody was like, I'm, I'm here in the area. I just want to come by, you know? Um, and then on, on Wednesday mornings from eight 30 to 10 30. And so honestly, we have women all the time that just show up and, you know, are like, I'm not even sure if I want to do this, but I just needed to come to a place that I knew it was a safe place for me to be. So, um, and we welcome, we have a time of, um, always of food because duh, I mean, duh. that's just the best, right? It's yeah. just the best. we got to break bread breaker. together. <laughs> right. Yeah. It really is, you yeah. know? And so, um, recently the the word or the image god gave me was kind of like this is like a time of feasting mm-hmm, right like we mm-hmm. get to feast on good food yep. and then also the feasting that comes from just like fellowship and just those rich relationships and also god's word where it's like we're like digging in and god's word is rich and um so it's it's like those are evenings of feasting and so our mornings of feasting whenever whenever people come to us those, t- those times so it's been really really awesome. So, so how does someone find out about it though? Um, okay. So, so there's a Facebook page, okay, there's a there woven go. LaGrange Facebook page. So it's just, um, at woven LG. Um, so that, that, and somebody did just tell me recently, I said, how did you find about this? You know? And she said, well, actually, um, I just was moved to the area and I was looking on Facebook. I was like, awesome. I love that. Um, and then, um, but I honestly, I think the most most powerful tool has been word of mouth. Um, you know, people just inviting other women and, um, word getting out and saying, this has been, you know, this has been life giving for me. This has been, you know, a wellspring in my life. And so I want to tell other people about it. And that's been huge. So it's been neat. We have about registered, we have almost a hundred women in the two studies, just, you know, and then more women will text me like, "Can I still come?" I'm like, "Yes, show up." So you if you're listening have to, have to this, book. Just yes, show exactly. up. exactly, just show up. So yes. and even just show up if you're like, "I'm not sure if I want to commit, but I, I want to mm-hmm. come for the worship time and the food and just the fellowship." Then just come, show up. So okay, yeah. so
0: you also mentioned that you. What's your next big thing that you might, You're gonna push out in the world.
1: Well, I'm working on a podcast. Woo-hoo. Yes. What are you gonna call it? So um, what I want to call it as of right now is Wits End real people, hard questions. And, um, um, my friend Amy and I have been working on starting to record and just kind of, you know, like you, we've talked about just kind of starting is sometimes the hardest piece. Like we just get out there and start doing it, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and, um, so we've done a little bit of recording and just kind of been learning about that and working on that. And, um, yeah, I just find that sometimes when we ask the hard questions of life, the best wisdom is what, you know, comes to the surface and we learn so much from each other. And so um yeah, so I'm really excited to keep working on that. So hopefully sometime this spring, later this spring, we'll be launching it. But yeah. Great. Yeah. I can't wait.
0: Yeah. Oh, but I'm like, Oh, don't, good. I don't want to go on there. Cause that hard question thing. Was... Yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, what kind of hard questions know, are right? you going to ask? <laughs> exactly. So I'm it, like, please give I a cheat know, sheet. I know. So it's, it's, what's been neat is that, you know, I've just been praying about it a lot and God, I will literally wake up in the middle of the night or, you know, just have a thought of like, Oh, person. It just comes to my mind. And so, you know, um, recently we recorded, um, my, um, my sister-in-law and, um, her journey of stepping away from social media. Mm -hmm. And now she has zero social media on her phone (laughs) and how, what she would call like, a an addiction, um, in that area has led to her, you know, kind of seeing how it was affecting your life and now stepping away. And so Mm -hmm. we just, that was our whole conversation. It was fascinating. And it was, challenging for me yeah. and you know it's like one of those things where you can be like well that's kind of weird why you know but then when you kind of dig into it with this person there's so much there so that was one and then we we recorded um another um friend recently who um is um she's from Honduras she lives in the states she's a single woman and um just all kinds of questions of like okay well what does it look like for you to be a single woman of color in the United States and be in churches. And she has a lot of friends who are married and have kids. And what are some of the things that are most hurtful? What are some of the things that are most helpful? And um, what are ways that we can do a better job of loving between dividing lines of marriage, singleness, kids, no kids, all those things. Um, And again, it was just a really, you know, good kind of hard and not hard in the sense that we were like uncomfortable the whole time. Right. But I think it's almost like you push past it and then you're like,
0: Oh yeah. Oh, this oh, actually this is good, good to, to just to be
1: talking about this, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. I can't wait.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Listen. I'm excited to share I Can't it. wait to. So yeah. Okay. So, um, if you were going to, I'm gonna, you know, ask everybody these questions, like a yeah. favorite recipe question. So yes, I love it. Uh, will uh, w- let's just say woven. You're gonna yeah. show up. Like, what would you bring to the table?
1: Well, I I I think probably one of my go-to recipes because it's honestly so easy and it just fits into any schedule and usually have all the things on hand It's just that's my sem- favorite kind yeah. of recipes you're like i can wing <sighs> this st- you know and, and and even if i don't have all the ingredients i can usually substitute yep. and make it work mm-hmm. but it's this scone recipe i found which i think really scares people to make scones yeah no and it's so easy and it's like just my you know it's like you got flour sugar you cut in some butter i don't even have to have eggs um i don't have milk i just use um, orange juice chocolate chips baking powder and that's it And so it's like you just mix all the ingredients and kind of make this like big circle. Yep. And then you just cut the pieces and then you can make them bigger or smaller. And then if I don't have, for example, like if I don't have chocolate chips, then I just, I use um, maybe like craisins or, you know, like, I don't know, you can get creative. Or I've used, I think I've used lemon juice. And craisins before. And Ooh, that's that sounds been good. good. Instead of using orange juice and chocolate Use chips. Use what you got. So, yeah, exactly. So, I love using that. Yeah. And then I was, for a little bit, I was um, eating dairy-free. And so I made them with um, coconut oil. And they were really good. Yeah. And I was like, oh, now I got a dairy-free option. So, yeah. So that's kind of like my go-to Okay, well I, I can't make- wait to make them and then yeah. I'll share the recipe okay. with everybody too. <laughs> yes. Yes. But um we love scones. We
0: have them at that pie haven, you know. Yes. And, and I love um, scones.
1: Blueberries. I had scones. to learn
0: how to make them. Yeah. And not be scared of them. Yeah. And it's
1: different than pie crust. So it was totally yeah. different. Yeah. But that's okay. Well, and scones can have totally different consistency. Yeah, scones, right? Is the way with they say it. With their tea and their cream. And, yeah, with can, exactly. Yeah, they can have. Uh-huh. They can be more like bready, or they can be more like dry kind of dry. So I kind of like it somewhere in the middle. But yeah. we did have um,
0: Rachel Ashwell. Do you know who she is? Uh-uh, okay. No, well, uh-uh. she like she remember the shabby chic trend. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes. She was all about shabby chic. Yes, and she had funny. a bed and breakfast in Chop and she. And her stuff was like in Target, and every time she would come into the Pie Haven and she would get a scone, I'd be like, "Oh my gosh, (laughs) she's eating a scone!" And she'd be like, "Do you have any cream to go with your scone?" And I know I don't sound like English, so so she has a she's British, British, okay, yes. And oh my goodness, but she ate the scones. I was like, right, she'll eat
1: the scones. Did she eat them a second time? That's the real test. I think
0: so. Yeah, I mean, okay. she doesn't come
1: to town as much yeah. anymore, but
0: <laughs> she always came back. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. That's a good sign.
1: <laughs> you're doing something, right?
0: Yeah. They have stayed on the menu for nine years. So I guess go. they're good. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Uh,
1: okay. So what are you reading right now? Oh, man. Um. So I feel like I am re- always reading like seven books at one time. Yeah. You're one which of those people. probably is more inefficient. Do you finish them? I, I do. I oh, usually okay, do, yeah, but it might be like a year of reading the same book. Um, so I feel like there are lots of books where it's like, i I read like a paragraph a month, you know, <laughs> and it's like, Oh, I need to think on that. Um, so, um, so I told you, I mentioned we're studying the armor of God, which is, it's, you know, it's a Priscilla book. Shire. Priscilla Shire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's been great. Um, I just finished reading Just Mercy. Have you read that? No, but I saw the movie. Does okay. that count? Sort no. of. I haven't, I haven't even seen the movie, but I, I do want to see the movie. I made myself read the book first. but um, I would never get to the movie, so I have to – because yeah. it would take me a year to read the book. Yeah, yeah. That's so all it like, takes okay. to read things. Yeah, so I, I read the book, and I just think it was, it was kind of like a whole genre, like um, talking about the justice system, learning more about um, people on death row, yeah. children in prison, um, people with mental handicaps in prison just a lot that I didn't know much about. And so again, kind of that hard questions, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm trying to push myself to do things sometimes that are uncomfortable, um, because I'm challenging other people to do sure. it too. And so I need to be doing it too. Right. And so even reading that book, um, was good. I mean, there were uncomfortable parts for me, honestly, where I would read it and just go, "Oof, this is pushing what I just, um, kind of accept as, you know, okay, or you know, and and just making me more aware of things that are broken in our system, and so sometimes that awareness—we were just talking about that—that that awareness is actually harder than um, you know being ignorant. Yeah, right? and so, so that book um, I read um, the probably the most recent novel I read was um, *Where the Crawdads Sing*. Did you read that book? I started it. Oh my goodness, Tara! <laughs> I know so world. good. <laughs> That's a really challenging book. Again, like one of those books where you get to the end. I and you're started like, reading Ooh. it by the pool,
0: and I was like, "Shouldn't have
1: done that. Oh, yeah, it's no. hot because so I'm like, too hot." I gotta sleep. get in the water. Yeah, anyway, it's too hot. Got hot. That's a good book to read like on a cold, rainy day like today. So, yeah, okay. you should. After this, you should. Okay, yeah. read yeah. yeah, maybe not today, but yeah, I'll that's dream about that's it. just a novel that I think has got a lot of good. That's right by uh, my bed, I can do it. Some really good, challenging things again that you're like, "Ooh, what do I think about this?" or Is this right? Is this wrong? I don't know. It was again a good, really good read. Um, uh, But then I'm reading. um, I've just started reading Jenny Allen's recent book. Oh, get out of your head! Get out of your head! Mm -hmm. And I'm enjoying that. And that's kind of going along with a lot of what we're learning about regarding spiritual battle. And I think it's been incredibly helpful for me. And even as I meet, I meet with Mm -hmm. women and talk with women about um, how do we fight against the onslaught of all the things that we're constantly believing and hearing and that's my favorite subject really Mm -hmm. it's like my passion that's cool helping women work through all of that yeah that's really cool (laughs) so yeah that one's been neat um yeah and the I think I mentioned that um the book none like him that's also been a challenging book by um Jen Wilkin and that's a book that is um is all about it's about ten characteristics that God possesses that we will never possess hmm. such as like he is infinite, mm-hmm. we will never be infinite. Um God is incomprehensible, we can be fully known, he cannot be fully known. Um so it's been really interesting because I think it's a it's a book where you kind of almost like pause and um really study the character of God. Right. And um and I think that we hear, you know, that we can be like God and and that is true, right? Right. There are aspects of his character that we can, we have the privilege of him. He created us in his image that we get to grow to be more like throughout our lifetime. But then there are also things that he has, that he is in his nature that sets him apart. And, um, and we don't want to actually us trying to be like that is actually rivaling God instead of reflecting him. Mm. And so even thinking about, well, are there ways I try to be infinite? Yes. Because sometimes I live like I don't need to set boundaries, right? God doesn't need to set boundaries for himself because he has an inf- infinite amount of, you know, everything. Of he it. is infinity. Yeah. So, so, and that then doesn't- Then you're like, I don't even comprehend don't even that. So then sleep. you're on to the next sleep. one. I'm tired. I'm like, I do not know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I don't want to
0: be God. Right. Exactly. So that's, I think out of all of them that you've missed, I was like, I think I
1: want to pick that okay. one Okay. Yeah. It's good. And you can kind of take it in doses. You can read your, read a chapter. I might and just, need that and then go,
0: so <laughs> I need to read a children's book now. One, one chapter
1: a month. There you go. Yeah, exactly. It's
0: too deep. you I mean, like, uh, something for dummies right too now. Too
1: deep for me. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Then go pick up a kid's book from, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. I'm probably going to pick up
0: Melanie Shankle's kid's book
1: right now. There you the go. The next one. There
0: you go. There okay. You go. So, sadly, we have to end this conversation. Man. It goes fast, right? It does. It went really fast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, but if someone, I always say queso. And I'm like, can we have queso <laughs> to
1: today? <laughs>
0: right. Uh, every time I'm like, right. yeah, queso sounds good. Yeah. Um, how do people find out about you or what you're
1: doing? Or like, are you out there on the social much about all of the things? Or um, is the best? Well, my social media, I, 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 I really struggle with this. It's, because I feel mm-hmm. like I struggle with like the you know, wanting to I don't know, there's things I, I have on my heart or things that I wanna share, but then I feel like social media can be such a distraction and steal your joy in all these different ways. So Okay, but why don't you mm. give people the joy? Like You're right. No, it's more for me. It's oh, like okay. when I spend I was like, time Wait, no, me, no. I need mm. the joy. No, no, that no. You I mean share. I mean when I'm spend too much time mm-hmm. on social media. I feel oh, okay, like yeah. it's like it's distracting me from my my family Children. and mm-hmm. my, you know, so, um, yeah, so I, um, I, my Instagram is at WL Scarborough and my, um, the woven LG is where people Facebook. can on Facebook where people can get connected. And then we actually just bought a website, okay, which cool. we have done zero with like literally okay. nothing, but we've bought it. It's wovenministry.com. Um, so I will soon, my husband and I were just talking about that last night about working on that. Um, to kind of develop that, so yeah. and then soon your podcast will be out and people can yes. find it on all the platforms.
0: Yes, for
1: hopefully, yeah, exactly. No, it will yeah. yeah, yeah, they're gonna find yeah. it.
0: Okay, there's not, it's not. It's happening. It's okay. gonna happen. You've been talking about it long enough. God, right. like, laid this in your heart. He's You're gonna right. finish it. You're right. You're right. Exactly. Even if yeah. you know, like, I have yeah. to tell myself, I'm like, mm-hmm. if there's only two people out there, if there's one person out there listening, that is the one person. Exactly. You're right. You're right. Exactly. So because I think podcasting now is like social media or yeah. all the,
1: like, yeah, but there's enough room for all of us. Uh huh. Exactly. I feel like I didn't answer any hard questions. I feel like you didn't, you didn't ask me like any of the hard stuff. Okay. What do you want me to ask you? That's oh, real hard. No. Do you want to? Okay. No, so, I was just thinking you were going to like scare you. No, I don't know. Ask me some like hard, you know, hard seasons or something like that. I was I just, like, ever. I just, I just want like, to talk about happy
0: stuff today do. I, yeah, I just loved listening to all the things that you shared. <laughs> but if you wanted to, how about you do this? Encourage someone that's listening right now that's in a really hard season. Share about where, um, share something on that lines where you okay. are in a hard season. Because you mentioned a hard season. Yeah, yeah. Um, so pick one of those because I know you have a lot of hard seasons. Yeah, for sure. I've had a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I feel like... Yeah. There's always different places you could go with this, right? I, I moved overseas out of college and, um, that was a hard season in the sense that my first step kind of like away from home culture and into, um, another culture. And I didn't know anybody. I didn't speak the language. I lived in Latin America and I didn't speak any Spanish. Um,
0: did you go by yourself?
1: I did. I went, I moved and I, committed to work I was dating my now husband. I was dating him. We had been dating for like six months and I moved to Bolivia, which most people don't I didn't even know where it was. Literally I didn't know if it was in Africa. And I remember looking at a map and being like, okay, that's where it is. And I'm moving there. And I, I moved. can't drive. I can't I'm not gonna be able to drive. <laughs> I don't know any Spanish, you know. And I moved there out of college and I um I remember why? Okay. Okay. So I, mean, I why did you, oh, I'm going to go to Bolivia. Okay. So, so growing up, okay. My parents had done like short term missions, right? So I had gone on trips growing up and in high school I had gotten to go, um, to several different mission trips. And I remember just loving it in college. I got to spend some time in China, loved it. Not only was the food amazing, but I just, again, it was like the whole process of learning another culture it was so uncomfortable and, and it became so beautiful. I think that's what it was like. You were surprised by how beautiful it became. And, um, and so I just was like, I want to travel. The world is amazing, you know? And, um, and so I knew in college, I wanted to either study abroad. And so I was looking at either, I'm going to be a nanny and go overseas somewhere. That's so sweet of you to Or, nanny. uh, well, it was selfish. I just wanted to go have an excuse to live overseas somewhere, you know? And so then, um, but then I ended up finding a school, um, in Bolivia in the capital called La Paz. And I ended up, um, interviewing and I thought, okay, I'll go for six months. And the director called me and said, would you consider going for two years? And I was like, Ooh, that sounds like an eternity, especially as a 21 year old, you know, I was like, that's a really long time and I'm dating somebody. And, but I did. Yeah. Cause I, he didn't go with you. He didn't go with me. So I committed and I moved overseas. And I remember even like being at the airport, like, how do you move when you can only take two suitcases? And there had just been this up until then you could take three bags and there had just been this embargo. <laughs> and so anyway, so I had to basically like, um, put, take out like this whole suitcase and like dump it out at the counter and like decide what I was going to take and what I wasn't going to take. Oh, that's horrible. And then you left it at the airport. And then literally it was like, I had to say goodbye to my parents and my boyfriend and leave, you know? So, but anyway, so I went, moved overseas. I lived in a family's house, a, a Bolivian family's house. Um, did they speak English? The daughter spoke English. The parents spoke zero English. Um, and it was one of the best and the hardest experiences of my life. And so I don't know why this wasn't even the route I would have necessarily like normally chosen to go, but I will say that, um, some of the hard things that we do are the most rewarding. Mm-hmm. And I will say also that I remember God gave me the verse, Psalm 143, eight, let me hear in the morning of your steadfast love for a new, I trust, make me know the way I should go for it to you. I lift up my soul. That verse, for some reason, that verse became like my life. Mm-hmm. And I just remember every day I would wake up and I would just feel this like loneliness and just, just God, why am I here? What am I doing? And, um, and I remember it was just like, he gave me that one verse. I memorized it cold. And then I would say it like constantly, constantly, constantly. And it was every morning, let me hear in the morning of your steadfast love. And so, um, that season ended up being one of the sweetest of my life. And so, um, I don't know. So maybe, maybe to somebody listening that there's something hard that God is calling you to do, or God's nudging you. And for fear, of rejection or for fear of provision or for lack of provision or whatever it is, we just don't take that step. Um, and I did take that step, but in God's grace, he just completely surrounded me and protected me and took care of me. And I lacked for no good thing, you know? So, um, yeah, I don't know. So that was my, I love it. I, I totally agree with you walking
0: through with, Whatever that thing that God's like laid on your heart to do, and then you like, yeah. no, I'm not gonna do it and that walking in obedience and that you have to take that step because we look for one sign and then we'll, let's have another sign and yeah. then yeah, and then God eventually is like, you're gonna have to just take this step and then you're gonna just, yeah, through it, no that I'm going to provide for you and I'm going to take care of you. Yeah, exactly. And be
1: the blessing, you know, Yeah. you might not see the blessing until the end. And you know what's cool? Actually, I'll just add this on, is that one of the friends that God gave me in that season actually just bought a plane ticket um, and is coming to visit this spring. Oh, that's so And so that's somebody I knew 14 years ago and that we became friends in Bolivia. And I think I've seen her maybe one time since we moved. And how sweet that we... That I get to have the gift of that friendship, you know. So again, it's just like seeing the fruit of you know And he's just, still in
0: the details. Yeah. Of that's something so, so long cool ago. I know,
1: so he's long so ago. Cool. So I know. I mean, I know. We could never be like him. I know. <laughs> even
0: <laughs> none, when we try. There you go, none like him. None that's like him. That's why you need to read it. <laughs> we can never be like him, even when we try. That's right. My yep. goodness. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that.
1: Yes. We should just do it again.
0: Yes. Have another podcast. For sure. Come do this again. You can come,
1: come be on Wits End.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then you can come here and (laughs) be on this podcast again. maybe next year in the fall, you could come share at the gathering.
1: Hey, I'd be down.
0: Okay. I'll just put your name down for the fall now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I have to have it planned out because the next one's on um, April 3rd. And so by then I'll have to tell everybody. Yeah. 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 So the next one is on October 2nd in case anyone's listening. I'll pencil that and in so that you can put on your calendar.
1: Awesome. Yay. <laughs> That's awesome. <sighs> okay, friend. Well, thank awesome. you for coming. Thank you so much for having me. This is super welcome. fun. Love you. Yeah. So fun. Bye.